Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Guess what? Roger that sack up. I'm going to be there 4.03 the next morning doing what I got to do. And then God tapped me on the shoulder by the grace of God and said, huh, buddy, we, we got some other plans for you. And that was was kind of the catalyst as to how I got into understanding what my systems were, what I needed to do to kind of right my ship. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor, we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well, this could be your biggest breakthrough. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isburner, your co-host. Yes, we always say co-host, host. Or you're my yes. co-host. We're, we're just a together host. We are together hosts, yeah. <laughs> and we're so excited about this episode. Last mm. episode, uh, episode 67, the uh, we talked about the stuck points that prevent the breakthrough you crave. And so this whole month, this whole next series yeah. is about how to get unstuck. And so we have a 30-day Get Unstuck Challenge. Yeah, you're so, being challenged. Yeah, you're being challenged. We're get being unstuck. challenged. Yeah. So we're, we're going to talk about one of the stuck points today. In our, in our episode last week, we mentioned all three stuck points. And I'm just going to keep you hanging because you've got to go listen to it to see, do I fit in that stuck point? In fact, somebody just emailed me today after receiving information about this and said, so all these good things are going to my life. What am I stuck on? Because they haven't listened to the podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> they will find out. Today, we are going to address the stuck point of on-demand work life. Yep. Ouch. Yep. You work too much. That's the truth. And you don't have to work that but much. But I love what you gotta I do. you got to get things balanced out. Well, but I love what I do. I know you do. And we're going to have all of these excuses oh, okay. addressed okay. by our special guest, Al Hammond, who uh, is just a... He's he's the consummate professional in every respect towards that word. He this this guy gets stuff done. I first time I heard Al speak, it's like, wow, I want to be like Al. <laughs> Not just because he gets so much stuff done, but because of the way he has managed to set up disciplines and boundaries and work ethics in his life that allow him to still stay sane. Yeah, and he's he's helped train people how to respond to him or, yeah. or whatever I'm trying to say. I don't know, but I'm going to read his, uh, maybe it'll spark some answers. I'm just going to go through his bio. First of all, yeah. uh, Al is president of Hammond Homes. In fact, he's uh, one of the founders. He's also agents of and, and you're going to find out more about what in the world is agents A-O-A. of and. It's really high performance coaching and uh, he's a consultant. He's developed the 4Q or the four quarter operating system, which is an awesome system. And it doesn't, it's not complicated. He's also the host of the Driven Few podcast. And after decades of the the grind. Can we all relate to the grind? Just uh, a tad. Yeah. Yes. Decades of the grind. <laughs> Al realized that his legacy resided in learning experiences and memories with his family, not the amount of zeros in his bank account. Oh, amen, Whew. amen, amen. So that coupled with cortisol issues and phase two adrenal fatigue, that was the hard stop for Al. He developed what is known as the 4Q operating system, which is needed in order to live in the and 
you know, first time I read that, it's like, what is the and? We're going to find that out. Uh, he developed, uh, uh, okay, so then for Al, that meant leading his business to the extent that he wanted and needed to, and, and catch his yep, yep. and be the best father he can be, and be the best husband that he could be, and be the best man of God he could be. Yes. So Al, uh, come on in, man. I can't wait to get into this whole area with you. Good morning, my friends. Welcome to the podcast. We are so thrilled that you're here and that you would take the time because we know you're very, um, you know, structured with your time. So we are appreciate, appreciative that you inserted us in. Yeah. in <laughs> fact, Absolutely. Al practiced this, this stuff so sincerely that we had scheduled the podcast, I think a couple of times, and it had to be postponed because of the and in his family uh, priorities. Yeah. What, I'll just mention that, in fact, because what what was that first one? I think you had something that your daughter, something came yep. up with your daughter and you needed to give attention to it. Well, firstly, before I get in, I, I want to receive that honor that you guys gave me. I very much appreciate that. And I also want to give you guys a little honor. You, you mentioned coming on here in your intro that uh, your last episode was episode 67, which makes this, if I'm good at math, episode 68. And That's I got to tell you, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the industry standard is most podcast essentially die or phase off after 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 episode seven so don't what? quote me on where i heard that what? so you guys are exponentially Ooh. greater than that and oh, honor and respect well, to you for, right. for providing the value you, absolutely you should Thank be you. as you should be <laughs> Thank you. um Thank to get back to your question todd uh, mm -hmm. we had a situation where my daughter does competitive dance she's 12 um and this is just a deal that and you'll probably hear me say this quite a bit, regardless of situation or circumstance, that's just not something that I compromise on because I want to be able to be there. So on one hand, I, I committed, right? So now there's my word. I had committed to you for yeah. both of you guys to be able to, to be a part of this podcast. And then we needed to make an adjustment, not an excuse, an adjustment to be able to live in the end. So I could go and be a part of my daughter's event that weekend and be able to still do this at a, at a later point in time. So I appreciate you guys allowing me and affording the opportunity to do both. No, of course. No. Of course. I, it, it taught us a lesson. It really did. It reinforced it again, just how it is possible to make those kinds of adjustments, even though, you know, you you might feel a little bad about having to move things around. The reality is first things first, and that's what you paid attention yeah, to. Priorities. Yeah. And you, um, have always been a driven individual, at least from what we know of you. Um, but there came a time where you kind of hit the wall um, because you were saying yes to everything and you literally um, have, have a story there. And I want to unpack that just a little bit to kind of paint the picture for everybody. Sure. Yes, ma'am. So um, by trade, I, I grew up as a second generation luxury, home, uh, luxury construction home builder based out of the Midwest. And my father, by the grace of God, started this organization in 1978. Um, so now I'll fast forward a little bit. About 12 years ago, um, here I was with an opportunity to kind of take over the, the helm of the organization. Now, you, you hear those stories where here's Junior. Is he going to do great and scale the organization or is he going to not so great and do something else? And I was heaven bent, so to speak, on making sure I didn't fall into the ladder. So I really did whatever I could at all costs to be able to be the builder, be the real estate broker, some areas of the design, which is I really had no business doing. Um, and it really boiled down to, I didn't want to let my father down because here's my father coming from a third world country, starting 
bootstrapping his way up from a from an organization that really was was nothing up into a multi-million dollar organization. Here I am, college educated with three degrees, two of them at the master at the graduate level by the grace of God. And now I have this fickle expectation, at least in my mind, well, if this is what my dad was able to do with these tools, this is what you should be able to do with with this. So I went to work. Uh, and it was a, it was about five to seven years where, candidly speaking, guys, I fielded every phone call, every text message, every email, and I, I'd be sitting here looking at you, lying to you if I if I didn't stop Happy Birthday during a birthday party to be able to field a, a phone call. And wow. in my mind, my intent and my logic was not all about the almighty dollar, so to speak, but it was. I wanted my clients to understand that I cared about them and that I pedestaled them. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until later on that I realized that I was doing that very much in the oar at the cost of my family life, the cost of my relationship with my wife, the cost of my relationship with God to be able to say, all right, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. And then if I have anything left over, or if I have any time left over, I'll find some time for this. And you guys know as well as I do, being high performance individuals yourself, there's never any time left over. You know, everybody has the same amount of time. It's just what do we choose to prioritize with that time relative to our systems? So that put me in a situation where even candidly speaking, Todd, Wendy, guys, I'd like to sit here and tell you, hey, once I had that reckoning, so to speak, or that realization that that was sufficient enough for me to wake up. And unfortunately, it wasn't. There was a time. Uh, it was about Christmas, uh, probably 2018, 2019, where I just felt like immense overwhelm. And it, and it wasn't like anything was going awry or anything was was less than favorable in my life. On the contrary, everything was was great or good, so to speak. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. And that's finally when I went to a physician, I learned about phase two adrenal fatigue and cortisol issues. And I was told even then, I remember the conversation that it clears day, this physician, and I'm good friends with her now, she basically looked me in my eyes through my soul and was like, you can't will yourself through this. Mm. And dumb me was like, watch me. And it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, but six months later when I was back into her office and I was like, uncle, I yield, you know, what do we have to do? And then I learned, like tired, like, but wired. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't need Mm -hmm. six hours of sleep. I don't need four hours of sleep. I mean, it's, it's a deal where, again, I didn't want to let my dad down. I come from a situation where, okay, if I need to, if I want to, I'll wake up an hour earlier. So six o'clock in the morning became five o'clock in the morning, became four o'clock in the morning. And it served me very militantly. Um, And I got to a point where I still remember to this day, my day to day was I wake up at 403. I'm in the gym at 5.02, in the shower at 6.01, ready to be at the breakfast table at 7 o'clock, regardless of situation or circumstance, so I could take my kids to school, because that was my non-negotiable at the time. I just wanted that half hour to be able to take my kids to school, and anything after that, I'm going to go hard on, I'm going to feel phone calls, and if that leads me until 2 o'clock in the morning, guess what? Roger that, sack up, I'm going to be there at 4.03 the next morning, doing what I got to do. Right. And then God tapped me on the shoulder by the grace of God and said, huh, buddy, we, we got some other plans for you. And that was was kind of the catalyst as to how I got into understanding what my systems were, what I needed to do to kind of right my ship. I was Al, I was just going to say in the midst of all of that, as as you're going through those years, particularly those first 12 years of really kind of trying to 
prove to yourself that you had the stuff that it took to really build this business. And I think you probably wanted to prove to dad too and others around you really were convinced you could do it all. And I, I just stopped for a moment because so many of our listeners are in that place. Yeah. We, we, we sort of have on a fool, cape. We, yeah, we fool ourselves into thinking we can do it all. But the reality is you need a stop point to recognize, wait a second, things are out of balance and I've, I've got stuff that's way out of whack and it's going to, I'm going to end up paying a big price on this. But what I'm curious about Absolutely. during all that time, where was God in all of this? Where, where was your faith at in that, that period of time where you're, you're wrestling, you're struggling and things just aren't the way they're supposed to be? I would say watching, waiting, you know, so my dad will always, always tells me even now to this day, so you've got your plans and God's got his, he just sits and he watches and he waits. And then in my mind, I never thought that I was getting away from God, right? I would say prayers. I would make sure that I was fasting at times and make sure that I'm going to prayers. And in my mind, that was enough because I needed to do what I needed to do to take care of things first. So I could, and this is candidly speaking, how I would justify it. So I could put myself in a position to be able to have more time with God, have more time with my family, have more time with the business. And then I realized I'm not systemized to be able to do this. Mm. I don't, I'm not proactively going into this. I'm reactively trying to find time. And then the time that I do, I'm not showing up at hundred percent me. I'm maybe yeah. 40 or 50% me because I don't have any energy left over. Oh, oh Al, man. Rewind you, the tape. Seriously. Oh. You are talking to somebody right now yeah. because people, um, we are, we are wired to be present and, mm. and yet most people are not present, but yeah. they're showing up and acting as if they are, but their mind is somewhere else. They're looking at their phone, doing an email real quick. They're, yes, but, but they're not actually present in the moment, and therefore they're not able to experience life to the fullest. And so, I think as um, as someone like yourself, that's that's you know an entrepreneur and a, and a go getter and, and wants to serve people, and maybe even a little bit of a people pleaser too. Um, I don't know, but um, I think that that's not a, a bad thing. It's just if it gets out of balance, it definitely can be. And um, I think of so many people that are listening that might be on that same side of the fence where they just want to do all the people pleasing stuff and be the best and do it all. And then they find themselves exactly where you were just tapped out flat out. And like, what's wrong with me? Everything looks good on the outside. But man, I'm tired and wired. And what do I do? So before they end up right. like you, what's the first thing that you would say to that person to check to even see if they may be out of balance? Yeah. And without having to go to the doctor to right. find out you got cortisol it's too issues late. and adrenal issues, right? A hundred percent. So this is something that I coach on and speak on. And, and the very first thing that can, comes to my mind is vitals. So I speak to vitals vision and then the vehicles to be able to get there. But one thing that I never did was a vitals assessment. We'll take a vitals assessment in our vehicle. Most of us will say, I need an oil change. I don't really want to go get an oil change because it's going to force me to slow down. I'm going to have to do this. I need, uh, I need to change my tires or insert something here. But if we don't, eventually there's going to be an issue that's going to require us more time, effort, energy, and resources to fix something that if we were proactive in that assessment, and it doesn't have to be anything that's grandiose. It doesn't have to be, oh, well, what, let's just take, and this is something that I do on the daily. How do you feel today? And I want to make sure that I, I preface that with, I don't make my decisions based on my feelings. I make my decisions based on my visions and the subsequent operating system relative to that vision, not on my feelings. My feelings will tell me the level of, I don't want to say intentionality, but the level of how hard am I going to go that day? Meaning, is this a day that 
a whoop band, for example, that yeah. I utilize to be able to just Got give right me here. my 100% <laughs> to give me metrics <laughs> to be able to say, listen, two hours of sleep, you're red 3%. It's not great for you to go to the gym today. Whereas before it was negative self-talk. Okay. So see, you're not going to go to the gym today. Everybody else is going to the gym. You're not good enough to do that. You can't keep up with them. Things of that nature. Wow. Okay. That's so good because yeah, men especially what? are um, wired that way. Oh, right? yeah. If you've got a time, you're supposed to be in the gym and this is the day yeah, you don't better be, be such there. a yeah. wimp. Get in there. But women tend to, you know, listen more to their feelings. So there's definitely a balance for, for how men and women operate because you don't want to stay trapped in the feelings. Uh, you need to have the, the, the facts. Um, but, but men need to tap into the how they really feel a little bit more as opposed to as <laughs> not opposed being to called a win. Ignoring that. So, so Alan, right. I love that question. How do you feel today? So how, how have you answered that? Well, like, let's say physically and emotionally, you're flat as a pancake today. You, you assess, okay, this is not the day two and then fill in the blank, but it is the day two fill in the blank. Could you give us an example of that? Absolutely. So you make an adjustment, not an excuse. So in my mind's eye before it was, oh, you're, you're making, you're, you're becoming a victim or you're making a victim statement for yourself to do that. And I don't ever want to do that. To your point, I don't want to let myself down. I certainly don't want to let my dad down. Mm -hmm. So how is it that I can do that? And now the paradigm shift is, is it's not an, it's not an excuse, rather an adjustment, meaning my wake up call still, and we can get into to my personal operating system here in a bit, but my wake up call still naturally, my circadian rhythm has been trained. I'm four, four Oh three. That's wow. about my time to wake up. Now, my first thing I do is give myself first, my first fruits in the morning. I'm, I'm thankful and I'm blessed for a litany of things. And I make sure that I speak to that. And sometimes I even write that out through a journaling exercise. But the next thing I want to do is get into my physical activity, go to the gym. My gym opens up at five o'clock. So I'm typically there around 445. That stated and directly answer your question, Todd. If I have a metric on my whoop man or something else that just says, you know what? This is going to be counterproductive for you today. I don't want to say I won't go to the gym, but it depends on the level. I'll go to the gym and then maybe instead of doing a weight training, I'll do a light cardio or I'll stretch or yoga or mm, something that's else that's mm. going to sew back into me yeah. as opposed to deplete me. And it's just having the wherewithal and the discipline to be able to say today is a part of my vision. It's not my vision in its entirety. So if I go 100% today, what's going to happen to me tomorrow? the next day, next week, relative to my vision at the end of the year. That's just wise. I mean, that prevents injury. It prevents, uh, you know, all kinds of things when you are listening to your body in that way, mm. um, you know, as, as athletically speaking, right? It's hard, it's hard to do because, again, you, you probably have a whole list of things. I don't know quite what that system is that you use, and I, we want to find out. But, but Wendy and I have our, you know, uh, unfortunately, this is with us all the time, and so it's constantly yep. reminding us the tasks that we said we're going to be doing. And to make the adjustment is the part that I'm picking up from you. you there are times you, you just have to make adjustments, not excuses. Uh, mm -hmm. You can get things done, but you have to do it in the right priority. Um, I, I do want to go just back to your story again, because we kind of left off at the doctor's office there. And so some, something happened where you made a decision, you call it results to relationship. Uh, and that's the way you're mm. driven now. Can, can you expand on that a little bit? Because I think we can all get just so tangled up in the stuff that we're doing. We forget about the things that matter most. And how did that change for you? Very good question. And 
and again, I'd like to sit here and say, hey, once I recognized that, I created this grandiose plan and, and immediately implemented. And it wasn't. It was something that I felt like the proverbial rope of my life, the harder I was pulling on it, it didn't matter. It was continued to come through, through stressors, through triggers, through general life. But the issue was, is my cup was just continuously never full. I was always depleting on things or action items or something that I wanted to accomplish, the result, and the relationships would be the byproduct. So I learned through coaching my own personal self-development that sown seeds reap rewards and the relationships reap the results. And if you sow into the relationships as hard as you're sowing into the results and learn to pedestal the process rather than the result, the byproduct will be the result and the relationships are going to be the ones that take you there. Now, again, as I say that, guys, it's not easy to make that paradigm shift. And again, candidly speaking, I'm a guy, I spent 12 plus years in the bodybuilding industry. So if there's a lagging body part, well, I'm just going to do more pushups. I'm going to wake up earlier. I'm going to eat more food. I'm going to do more cardio. This isn't do more. It's actually do less. And it's actually be able to understand that when you're doing less, and Wendy, you brought up a great point, present. And I speak to this all the time, not even present, but omnipresent. I mean, I don't want to have any kind of distractions. It's an unrealistic expectation. Or is it if you set up an operating system that affords you, I have the time to be able to do this, this, and this, and this. And then I focus wholeheartedly on that, whether that's sowing seeds into my my daughters, where I'm just sitting in the audience. I'm literally watching her do her thing, or it's fishing with my son, or it's date night with my wife, or for all of us Monday morning achievers, going hard in our business to be able to move the proverbial needle. But what I found was before I had that mindset where I was, by the grace of God, able to transition at, through, look through a different lens or a paradigm shift, it was just I couldn't. I mean, I, the more effort I tried, it was almost like I was spinning my wheels deeper and deeper and deeper. And then it was, I, I don't know what to do. And, and that can transition kind of, I guess we can just stop right there. I don't want to transition into the into the system yet. But it was a deal where I went looking. I was asking, seeking, knocking, figuring out what is it that I need to do? Who are the subject matter experts? Because you see these guys, social media, books, anything of, of that nature that are just, how does this dude get everything done? I mean, he runs four or five organizations. He's able to be in California in the morning and then at the dinner table at night with his kids and doesn't miss anything. How is that? So I started researching the guys that understood how to do it, what they were doing. And then I realized genius leaves clues. This stuff isn't rocket science. I'm just not implementing it. Absolutely. That is one of them. A hundred percent. The Ed Milets, the Hal uh, Hal Elrods of the world, Atomic Habits, things of those nature where it was, oh, that's how they do it. Mm -hmm. And then I slowly but surely started to say, okay, well, I'm already up in the morning. And I understand that these guys they do a lot in their day, but they to own their day. They own their morning. So I went through a little bit of that and I said, okay, this is great. But still, I wasn't protecting anything to fill my cup. And then through trial and error, I realized, well, if I want to own my morning, I need to own my night. Mm-hmm. And that's where my entire operating system started was protecting my sleep. And I never did that before. 
That's so good, Al, because I feel like I'm on a mission right now for that sleep component yeah. to master that because I've never really tapped into that before either because I, I used to um, be like, I'm a night owl. I can get stuff done, you know, that kind of thing and have pride yeah. in that. And now I'm like, oh, man, it's nine o'clock. I better get in bed. And I'm like, who am I? Anyway, I love it. But I got to ask you, because when you were in that space of just kind of just not where you want or desired to be and where you are now, how was it affecting your, your current relationships that are, that are thriving now with your wife, your children and, and beyond? Absolutely. Also a great question. So in my mind, I justified it. So my kids are 19, 12 and eight now. So at the time, my daughter, let's see, she was seven or eight. And my son was three or four. So in my mind, I said, well, I have time. I have time to be able to make the memories. I have time to be able to make. And then the next thing you know, my son got his driver's license. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, my son was 18. My son graduated from high school. And then it became, oh, I don't have time. And then all the issues were still there. My intentionality was great. And we think about this, you know, think about folks at the beginning of the year. Beginning of the year, we have folks that, and I'm I'm not speaking in a negative connotation about this, their heart is to be able to have a resolution or their intention changes, but their operating system doesn't. Mm -hmm. So it's almost a week, a month, six months, depending on their wherewithal, depending on how many triggers they have or what their levels are. And in my mind was that all came back in me all at once was I'm still doing this, this, and this, but now I'm three years late. I'm three years in arrears. So instead of thinking, okay, I need to get this down, I went into overdrive even more. Well, I need to make up for lost time, which was even the exact opposite and counterproductive of what I wanted should have done. Very, very good point. Al, I'm really, we're anxious to get into the operating system because I think that's where the, the, the hardcore practical takeaways are going to be extremely beneficial for our listeners. But before we get there, and I want folks to keep listening, I, I want them to, to, I want you to help us identify a couple of things. Uh, one is why, why, why don't we do this earlier in life? Why are we so driven? Why do we force ourselves to continually make excuses keep our head in the sand, stay in denial, pretend that the, you know, that, that isn't all that bad. And I really can get it done. What drives us to not stop like you had a hard stop and begin to change things? What is that all about? I, some of it might be, you know, people pleasing, some of it might be the bank account, whatever, but why, when the consequences are so severe, why don't we stop? Change. Why can't we recognize it? Another great question, guys. Awesome. I mean, and that, for me, and I, I can only speak to me, it came down to societal norms, conditioning. You know, this is what I saw my dad do. This yeah. is what I saw my grandfather Passed do. Down. This is what I saw everybody do. And I don't want to be the guy in the generation that breaks the chain of being considered a hard worker, a guy that's ethical, a guy that is the guy that wants to be able to move the proverbial needle in his family. Yeah. So, and again, this is no disrespect to my parents, but my parents were amateur parents. Because their parents were amateur parents. Nobody has a professional mom or dad to say, hey, you know what? You shouldn't do that. Now, you're going to get guidance. But when you're late 20s, early 30s, at least for me, putting yourself in a position where I don't need sleep. I mean, this is this is the last thing that I need right now is to be able to sleep. Absolutely. You know, and in my market. (laughs) So I'm in the luxury construction industry as well. And that business is cyclical, you know, so to, to. put a tactical answer to your question, Todd, was 
hey, the market is great right now. I've been around during economic downturn and I don't ever want to feel that again. So while it's good, you got to get it. And while it's good, and then you can come up for air and have time to be able to invest in your family, have time to be able to invest in your relationship with your wife and hope. And luckily for me, by the grace of God, my wife is, is the closest thing to a saint that I know walking on earth because she's been gracious enough to allow and afford me the ability to navigate through these paths to understand now where I go back and have gone back and say, I'm no longer asking for permission, where it's, it's, it's now almost past an apology where it's, hey, this is something that I went astray. And now equally as hard as I went astray on that, watch what I'm going to do now to be able to bring this back and right the ship, not only for me, but our family. And it goes back to that societal conditioning. What would it be like if we could teach our kids, Mm. our children, our offspring that you can be successful, but we need to understand what the definition of success is. Mm. You want to make a million dollars in your bank account. Great. What are you going to do when you do it? No, it's so tr- yeah. it's so good. I'm sorry, Todd, but um, I I just think about the the just the repetition of the lineage, yeah. right? And you, yeah. we we're products of our environment, yeah. and so yeah. to want to break the the mold and show your kids something different is is courageous and bold and and awesome. You're I swimming mean, upstream, yeah, uh, which, which is it. hard to do, but highly impactful. Um, I never really thought about that, but that is so true. It's the societal conditioning mm-hmm. that probably keeps us in that place of justifying that what I'm doing is okay because everybody else is doing it. But there is a point in time where we start to ask ourselves a question, and that is, what will happen if I don't put the brakes on right now and start mm-hmm. to make some changes? So what do you think would have happened to Al had you not made those changes? What do you think in general happens to those people who say, yeah, I, I think I'm kind of aware of this. I know I probably should, you know, make some changes, but not yet. I'm not quite there yet. I'll get there. But what happens if they don't? Well, I know what happened to me. I mean, candidly speaking, and this is this is self-serving and also a bit of egotistical, but for me, and I shared a bit earlier about weightlifting and bodybuilding is something that's always been for me. But what would happen was I wasn't getting the rest. I wasn't getting the nutrients and I was physically and mentally stressed. So then I would go into the gym And I would recognize that I can't lift the same amount of weight that I was lifting before. I'm 35 years old. I'm not supposed to feel this way. So candidly, it was like, whoa, that was enough of of a physical, oh, I need to do something. Never did I think, well, I'm going to put my blinders on and I'm just going to go to work. Regardless of situation, I'm going to get this done. If Al Hammett tells you he's going to do something, take it to the bank. And And I hung my hat on that. And I still do, by the grace of God. But I also say that, well, I also told my kids I was going to be the best father that I can be. I also told my wife, I'm going to be the best husband I can be. And I did that before I decided to be a businessman. So in my mind, it was like, well, wait a minute, man, you're, you're stealing from Peter to pay Paul here. And that's very much living in the war. You can, you can be a businessman and I'm not marginalizing it. You know, you want to make $100,000 a year, 500, whatever your number is what happens when you get there. So now you're a businessman and you've attached, you've attached your entire identity to the result. But once you get the result, what's the shady aftermath? You lack the relationships that are want you want to be there with you in the result. So for me, that was my hard stop to be able to say, no, I can't do this. And to your point, it upset some people, my clients, some of my vendor relationships, certainly some of my staff, because they had been conditioned by me 
for years, this is how Al Hammett shows up. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's so good. And when you when you uh, flip the script, they're like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, that's not He's fair. doing that. That means there's something going on with me well, that true, isn't yeah. operating well. So they had to look in the mirror, and that's hard to do. And yeah, but wait, wait to create that um, ripple effect in a whole new way. And I'm sure that they were only mad for a smidgen of time. They got over it, and they learned how to take care of themselves, too, which ultimately helped them and their family. And so think of just how that has, has rippled out, not just in your family, but with your employees now that you've shifted Absolutely. the way you take care of you. So that's so cool. Well, we really want to you know, touch on the four quarter operating system because, you know, you've mastered it, you've got it going on. And people like Todd and I, we really want to master it. And I know so many people that are listening really do desire to master it, whether they're, um, you know, even realizing that they're having an issue with um, work-life balance yet or not, but we all desire to, to be present and with our families and to give 100% of ourselves in the areas that, that we need to. So, so tell us a little bit about this system. Yeah, because yes, you, 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 uh, you came to that point of recognition. That's one thing for all of us to know, okay, you know what? Uh, he's right. I need to make some changes, but if I don't have a system, I'm lost. Right. So how did you develop this and what is it? Brief overview. We talk about, we shared a little bit about vitals, you know, quick assessment of where I'm at. And, and for me, it was the pillars, financially, physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And I do a quick assessment of that, of, of where, and it's not necessarily a grade or a competition of me versus Timmy or Tommy, or even me versus me. It's an assessment of where I'm at for the an day. accountability measure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Secondly is vision. And this is where the system came for me is understanding vision. And, and when I speak of vision, I share this about, think about you guys, December 31st of this year, Todd is raising a glass. Wendy, you're raising a glass. It can be grape juice, whatever you want it to be. But you're saying raising the grass, the glass by the grace of God and the sweat of our brow, this is what we were able to accomplish this year. And what is this? Doesn't need to even be something tangible. Doesn't even need to be a new career or a dollar amount. It could be relationships. It could be the ability to be present without my phone. The ability to go on vacation and shut your phone off. Wow. Whatever that Never. looks like. Exactly. I know that's given a lot of people anxiety. That's I'm good, sure. Al. <laughs> I, I, but, I feel another level of this challenge happening now. <laughs> but understanding exactly where it is that you want to be, because at the end of the day, and this is where we talk about design. Never. A lot of days we wake up and all right, this is this is what I need to do today. I need to get this, 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 and this done. And then the next thing you know, it's seven o'clock, and you've defaulted into your day. And by your day, you do that and do it. And now you've defaulted into your week, into your month, quarter, and year. And the next thing you know, five years go by. And I said, well, wait, how did I get to this point? And that's me. So understanding exactly where you want to be from a finite level, getting to that point and literally write it down. And then the third piece is the vehicle. Okay, I've done an assessment of where I'm at. I've done an assessment of where I want to go. So now we know your starting line, where you're at, the vitals, finish line, where you want to go. How are we going to bridge that gap? What's the impasse? That's your vehicle. So for me, that's a that's a four-quarter operating system. The way I broke this down, and I've taken bits and pieces of this from just information on podcasts, reading books, things of that nature. And I and I remember listening and thinking, if I can really compartmentalize my day, I can really niche it down on each one of these sections and I can be more present in this section and then give myself permission, so to speak, to be able to go to the next one. What happened subsequently that I didn't know was I don't want to sit here and tell you that I never have a bad day, but I get four days in one. 
because each day I'm allowed to do four different things relative to my vision. Mm. So I'll share with you my Q1, four quarter operating system. And again, this is me. I have some clients that if I say, and we start talking about 4 a.m. wake up calls, they're gonna hang up the phone. Like it's just, <laughs> dude, I'm not that guy. I gotta be 10 o'clock and whatever that looks like. For me, I break it down into four equal hours. Again, this could be two hours for one person, eight hours for another. Mm. But it's essentially me, in, on, we. So the first first quarter, strategically and intentionally, is me. For me, that's 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. Now, this works for my family life through a multitude of discussions with my wife. And I've enrolled my wife through I do this in the end, meaning I'm not doing it at the cost of, well, she's got to be able to do this, this, and this for me to be able to do that. But the logic associated with my Q1 is to fill my cup first. Mm. And I know that there's a lot of folks that'll say based on conditioning, well, that's selfish. Call it whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, week, month, year, decade, if you don't, how am I going to show up in this podcast if I'm running at 20% and I'm, I'm not in a position where I've sewed into myself, whether that be my spirit, my mind, my body, my nutrients, certainly rest. That's right. So I break that down. Mm. 4 a.m. wake up call. I'm in the gym by five. I'm in there for about an hour, an hour and a half. And I put some God time, literally God time in my calendar to just give myself a half hour a day to just think and listen. And I'm not going to tell you like I get a you know, some crazy downloads every single day. But what it does is it affords me the ability to say, you know what, I feel a little something about this person, you know, and I actually heard Jesse Isler say one time on a call, I reach out to three people a day with no expectation. You guys are shaking your head. You know exactly what I'm talking about with no expectation or result of that. So I was like, oh, that sounds great. Let me just start doing that. And then I started incorporating a little bit of that God time to say, well, you know, what? how do I feel like this person is doing? Cannot tell you how many times where I've received a response back. Maybe not that. Sometimes I don't even. I mean, when I first started doing it, some of my friends were like, dude, are you okay? (laughs) Is everything okay with you? Um, But so many times folks would just reach out and say, man, I I thank you for that text message. Or I thank Mm. you for that call. You don't know what that means for me today. And what does that do for me? It fills my cup immediately. Mm -hmm. Because now I know I'm outside of my mind, outside of my own self. And now I'm serving somebody else. So I put myself in a position that come eight o'clock in the morning, my cup is full to where I've done spiritual, physical, mental, emotional work on myself for four hours to be able to to show up. Absolutely. That's my non-negotiable still to this day at 730, between 730 and eight. That's where I go. And I'm ready to toe the line at eight o'clock for my business. So Q1 is all about, yeah, Q1 is all about me filling my cup. I, You know, we could just spend the, the next hour just on different ways to be able to do that. And I, I love the fact that you give us freedom. For you, it's four hours in your very in a sense, regimented in terms of how much time you spend doing what. We don't have to be that way, but we do have to be committed to taking the time needed. We get to decide that of how we're going to fill our cup and when we're going to fill our cup. So, man, Absolutely. that is perfect. That's the way to set you up for, I'm guessing, Q2. And before yes, you sir. go there, Al, I'm sorry. Um, I do want to ask you, do you have moments? I, I would think yes, but I, I'm more girly. And so I, when I'm in my prayer chair, so to speak, I have moments where I'm like, I'm not ready to get up. Like God is still oh, yeah. talking to me. So you talked about having a 30 minute window where you spend time with God. Do you ever have moments where you're like, no, this is too good, too rich. I'm going to stay here and meditate longer. Okay. So you give yourself that flexibility. 
Absolutely. So without getting too deep into that, I call that trades and transitions. You know, so for example, if I feel that, absolutely, I want to stay into that. And if that rolls into eight o'clock, I just take the amount of time that I rolled into eight o'clock and I make a trade in my in on the next day or the following day. So if I trade a half hour, I make sure that I'm accountable for that a half hour when I'm working in or on my business. The same thing for a client that'll say, hey man, how do I how do I shut off? And we can chat about that when we get from Q3 to Q4 a little bit. That's a transition on how to, you know, I'm, I've got the proverbial armor on of, of business out. I'm out in the business world, but I don't want to show up to my kids the same way that I'm showing up at a negotiation table or something of that nature. Segway back to, to Q2. Um, for my business, Q2 is when I work in my business. Mm-hmm. So from 8A to 12P, this is when all you high performance doers get up, give yourself permission to do. And again, it could be two hours, it could be eight hours, it could be four hours. But I say this confidently, certainly not braggadociously. I know what I do in those four hours are sometimes exponentially greater than most do in 40 hours because I'm not on Instagram, I'm not on Facebook, I'm not fielding phone calls, I'm not doing things that are otherwise going to distract me from moving the needle of my business. And the way I look at that is, is this is a way that I can create additional avenues of revenue today. How do I put food on the table today? Whether that's business, sales, absolutely. That's where I go back to that tunnel vision. I mean, I don't want to sit here and tell you, Wendy, that, oh, no, I don't do that anymore. You know, I'm not result-oriented. Yeah, well, because the results are are, are what help you get to where you want to be. But I also have time for the relationships. So this is the time where, for me, it's if it's uh, in my coaching business, these are compensated coaching calls. If this is a deal where uh, job site visits, vendor visits, subcontractor, client visits, things of that nature. Uh, And I do that till 12 o'clock. And then at 12 o'clock is when I transition to on my business. Now, for me, the difference between in and on, one of them is going to move the needle today. Today could be this week. You know, sometimes a sales cycle is a little bit longer than a day and a week, certainly in my realm. On my business, I have no expectation of garnering a result. So from Q3, it's 12P to 4P. This is when I work on my business and I sew into the relationships. This is lunch meetings. This is meetings, again, with vendor relationships, potential clients, non-compensated coaching calls on something that may be, hey, Al, can I get 20 minutes of your time to be able to discuss something like this? Absolutely. I want to be a yes man, but I don't want to be a yes man because at the extent of that, that's going to put me in a position where, all right, yeah, I can take this call, but now I'm reactively throughout the day. And I can take this call between the hours of 12 to four. And if it doesn't work for your schedule today, hey, guess what? I got four other days this week that I know that I can protect to do that. The other piece to that, guys, the biggest thing for me, emails, phone call responses, text messages. And I, and I, <laughs> I'll share with you that this was a major trigger for me. And I felt bad about feeling bad, right? Because the more emails you get, your business is moving. So why, why would I not want to have emails? But at the same point in time, I didn't have a system or a structure. And I certainly didn't have the intentionality behind any system and structure to be able to know when am I going to do my emails. So I would go through all my workday, get through everything else. And then here I go, 72 emails. And if I don't do them today, guess what's going to happen tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is the time where I have deliberately put time in. And I get an email. I'm not going to tell you I don't get emails right now. But two things happen. Number one, I stopped becoming the slave to my business because I know 
Monday through Friday, regardless of situation or circumstance, I'm going to have a four-hour window when I can tackle nothing but emails, text messages, and return phone calls. Second thing happened, I subsequently reconditioned my vendors, my subcontractors, and my clients as to when they can get a hold of me. Now, I'm not going to tell you no one reaches out to me only between the hours of 12 and 4, but those that are astute and self and situationally aware know, hey, if I send Al an email at 1230, he's going to kick me an email back. If you want to get a hold of Al Hammond real time, that's probably the time that you should reach out. And that's the thing that I do. And it gives me permission. And and I'll take a breath and come up for air here before we get into Q4, which is my why. The entire reason on why my day, my weeks, my month, my year, my vision is set up. So I would imagine for you, you probably do not have email notifications coming across your phone. Is that correct? Very good question. (laughs) So I'm also not a fan of notifications. You know, so if I get 78 red on my mail, it's it's just an OCD trigger for me. So Uh two things that I do is I remove the email notifications. Three things that I do. Second of all is I don't get spam mail. I don't allow spam mail to come in to where I got to sort through this. Do I need to be able to do this? As a matter of fact, if I get on the distribution list that someone puts me on without my permission, I'm unsubscribing like that. No disrespect to them, but I'm protecting my space. They didn't yes. ask permission to be able to throw that on there. That's good. The third thing that I do is I created a follow-up folder. It's nothing fancy. It literally says follow-up. So at any point in time that I get an email... Outside of the hours of 12 to 4, I give it two seconds. All I'm, I'm not reading it. All I'm doing is, is this important or not? And if it's important, I flag it. If it's not, I don't. And it goes in my follow-up folder. And then between 12 and 4, the very first ones that I start with, I go through and I look at all the ones that are flagged. Those are typically the ones that are time sensitive or the ones that require my attention to get back. And if I don't get through all of them or I don't get through all of my emails, no big deal. Because I know I got a system, a structure, and the commitment to back that to be able to hit it again tomorrow. Oh, I need this man, really bad. This is so good. <laughs> wow. But you know, it's, it's what's funny is that it's just a system. There's nothing complicated about it. Absolutely. And as if you've been listening to Al's description, it's a system, of but each it's quarter, Al coaching too. Yeah, the system. He coaches people through this. Absolutely, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. But I'm thinking, as I'm listening to you explain the the Q system, it has nothing to do with feelings. It's like, yeah. do I feel like answering this email now? Do do I feel like it's just a, yeah. it's a decision that you've made? Uh, no to, matter who sent the email, and to commit to yeah. to the system all all three quarters. Let's talk about quarter four because that's, so good. that's you said is what really produces your why. That's my why, a hundred percent. So this is if we go back to me Q one in Q two on Q three Q four is we. That's my family time non-negotiable. If you send me an email, text message or phone call at 403 and say, hey, Al, I have a duffel bag full of cash for $3 million and I want to buy this house. You don't even need to respond a full letter yes. Just put Y in the email and we'll know this deal is done. You're wasting your time sending me that because you can't buy my time as it pertains to my family. Now that is something that I have switched to be able to do. And here's the deal. I go equally as hard and I'm equally as present, omnipresent in that fourth quarter as all of us doers want to be come Monday morning at eight o'clock. And then what happens is now my kids get to know I don't have to come in the door when read dad's face and say, what kind of mood is dad in? 
Is dad going to be in a mood where he can be approached? Or you know what? I'm not going to be able to go after dad today because he's got stuff. He's on the phone. He's insert here. And this is the time where I sew into my kids. I'll go to their practices. I don't know anything about dance, but I want my daughter to know. I know that I want to be there and I want her to know that I'm there. Same thing with my son. Present for dinner, present for any kind of time that I want with my wife, whether we're watching TV, we're taking a walk and somebody would say, yeah, you know what? I would love to be able to take a walk with my, with my wife. I don't have the time. You have the same 24 hours in your day as, as you and you and me. Are you prioritizing it or not? And to your point, it just comes down to systemizing to where I don't have to feel bad that I didn't get these emails or I don't have to feel bad that I didn't do that because I know I have a system that I'm subscribed to that I'm going to be able to do that tomorrow. And then what happens is, is eventually over time, your children, your wife, the relationships that you sow into start to bank on that. They start to say, nope, dad's not going to compromise that. And then they start to enroll you in their lives. Hey, dad, you want to go with this? Hey, dad, I got practice. Absolutely. I want to be able to do that. Whereas before it's always the mom conversation because dad's got to work. What am I showing my kids going back to that conditioning and that expectation? No disrespect to my dad. My dad showed me how to work hard but he didn't show me how to work hard and be available when I needed him to be available. And that's where we talk about living in the end. How can I be the best husband I can be and the best father I can be and the best man of God I can be. I've got a segment and I've got to be able to niche down every single one and then make sure that I'm present in that. That's so beautiful, Al. I I immediately go to the person listening that might be thinking, Al, that's great for you. Way to go, buddy. But um, for me, it's too late. Like I, I feel, or they feel like it's too late because maybe their kids have grown and and they've missed those opportunities, and their mind is is thinking differently. Mm. What would you say to that person? That's a victim that statement. Is an overachiever and wants to change. That's a victim statement. Vic- that's a hundred percent victim statement. You You're making an Good. excuse because whether you don't want to do the work or you don't see the vision. Good. So go yes. back and, and keep in mind, I don't want to tell you guys that I wake up every single day, Wendy, and I'm like happy to go lucky and ready to wake up and jump out of bed at four o'clock in the morning today. Case <laughs> in point, hand to God, case in point, waking up today. And I knew I had an hour climb, cardio climb of a 15 incline. And I just, it's not my favorite at 403 by 417. I was still in bed 417 for me. That's like, what are you doing, dude? But I say that to say, I recognized through a vitals assessment are you negotiating your goals? And are you negotiating your goals from a position of weakness because you're tired? Okay, let's make an adjustment, not an excuse here. You can go to the gym and maybe we switch this workout till Friday because I know Thursday is going to be a high carb day for me, which allows and affords me to have more energy on. Again, it's a system to be able to do that. And again, and immediately once I start having not the negative self-talk, oh, you can't do this, or this guy's going to be better than you, or whatever it is that that used to motivate me candidly. Mm-hmm. No, it's my why and where I want to be on my own glass when I'm raising on December 31st, by the grace of God and the sweat of my brow, is non-negotiable. It doesn't matter how I feel right now, because that is how I want to feel when I get there. And if I don't hit that, we got the whole system to rails and I don't want to tell you that. That's so time. good. And and you've got the vision. I mean, there's so many people yeah. that that's what they're missing is mm-hmm. the vision. 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And, 
And they're missing the vehicle uh, as well. And that's where the four-quarter system comes in. I, I love this. So, uh, Al, some people are going to look at this, listen to this, I should say, and say, okay, I need this. I'm going to get going on it. And maybe you'll listen to it again. I've got all kinds of notes. I seldom take notes. Yeah, it's, it's a full it's like, <laughs> okay, page I gotta over have here. This. So my, my next question is, and we're going to let you go here in just a moment, um, is when is the book coming out and the online course? Because we all need this. Yes. Now, I know we could hire you because you work with tons of executives who you know, are high achievers and you really drill down with them. And you do a phenomenal job in that. But is there any, any plans in the works yet? Because I'm going to challenge you. If not, get that book out and get that online course going. Yes, sir. You are. You took the words out of my mouth. So a book uh, is something that I'm actually in active discussions with, with my own personal coaches and my own personal mentors to be able to do that. And the second piece is, is I want to be, it's, it's on my heart to be able to make sure that no father feels how I felt. Mm. No son or daughter or wife feels how I felt That's or cool. how I'm sure that they felt. But at the same point in time, I can't out of the left hand say, hey, let's do this and scale it. But on the right hand, compromise any of the systems that I'm that I'm speaking to. I mean, I eat my own cooking, so to speak. So I'm in the process, actually, as we speak, of creating a three-month offer to where we can scale this. It's a low-price ticket offer to where it'll, you'll have access to me, have access to folks that have actually gone through this, that have trained with me for north of six months to a year. So now they can implement into there. And we can bring it to something to someone where they don't feel like, oh, I need to invest thousands and thousands of dollars and hours and time to be able to do something. No, this is something that we can give you with a syllabus, actual mm-hmm. tactical, practical steps to be able to go from vitals, vision, and vehicles. Cool. And so right. how will someone be able to get a hold of that and to learn more about this and we want, yeah, about you? Yeah. So yeah. How do we, how do we follow you? How do we mm-hmm. stay in touch? What's Absolutely. I would say the, the biggest piece uh, is social media. Instagram. Um, Instagram is, is probably going to be the biggest driver. Um, and I, I'm sure you guys can put it in the show notes. It's the, the Instagram yes. handle. I'm um, also on Facebook and LinkedIn and things of that nature. But it, yeah, that, that's really on my heart. And one big thing before we land the plane here that that I want to share, we you spoke to it a couple a couple of different times, Wendy, is, is the rest component. You know, so that's one thing that I want to make sure that I complete this cycle. So it is a four quarter operating system, but I didn't mention the fifth quarter. So the, the fifth quarter or overtime, if you will, is, is well, what do you do after eight o'clock? Well, you, you told me you go from 4P to AP and that's your family time. Well, then what do you do after that? Like an old man, it takes me, well, I shouldn't say like an old man, but I'm in bed about 815. It takes me about 45 minutes to an hour for me to downshift, get myself sure. in the position where I'm getting deep rim needed sleep. Right. And that's my fifth quarter from mm-hmm. 8 P to 4 AM the next morning. Love 15. Okay. Love we're, that, we're not man. there yet. No, no. <laughs> I think we've, we've bumped it up almost to like nine, nine 30. Yeah. We're, we're getting there. Baby steps, but Al, I cannot tell you how, how yeah. valuable the information is that you've shared more so just your life because you're living proof that while not easy, it can be implemented and it just takes practice after you make a decision that you need this and then you make that commitment because people are going to take a run at this and then they're going to, they're going to stumble all over the place. They're going to try, well, I tried this for a week. It's not working or whatever. And I just want you to encourage them because when they do fall down, help them get back up and stick with the system because the the results of this are going to be so impactful. Fantastic point. And I am con- I am continuously sharpening the saw, so to speak, on my own systems. I'm finding an areas of opportunity of growth. 
And for those that say, hey, man, that's great for you, dude, but I'm not getting up at four o'clock and I'm sure as heck not going to bed at eight o'clock. Get up at six, get up at 10, go to bed at 10 for some of those personality driven characteristics that say, you know what? The nighttime is more favorable for me. Systemize it to where you're in a position to where you can maximize what's more favorable for you. And I would encourage you to, it's not supposed to be easy, but we're not looking for easy. We're looking for possible. And this is possible time and time and time again. Keep vision in your mindset. And remember, by the grace of God and the sweat of your brow. That's so good. You're a good coach, man. And it gets you easier. may not yeah. be easy, but it gets percent. easier. Yeah. So yeah. thank you so much for mm-hmm. being just an excellent example, sharing your heart with us, sharing your system with us. And we will definitely put in the show notes where people can find you and get a hold of you and tap into this awesome system. And we cannot wait to read your book when yeah, it comes man. out. Let's go. <laughs> you guys will be among the first to get it. I appreciate oh, you, my friends, wait. and I appreciate the work that you're doing. Uh, God bless you. Bless you, friend. All right. Take care. Bless you both. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks. Wow. Was that not fun? I just want to go away uh, now and read my notes and start putting into practice. Come on. This is the 30-day challenge, part of it. This is... This is like a, a lifetime challenge maybe, but no, this is part of the 30-day challenge of how to really make it work for you, yeah. to put that work-life balance into practice. And what does that look like for your life? For me, oh my goodness, it's putting away the phone at a certain hour, um, getting yeah. up. It, 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 well, I mean, we're, we're pretty good at getting up at the same time, but going to bed at that same time every night. You know, we're, I, we kind of have an hour that we're like, eh, yeah, between I, nine and 10. Well, so you and I are implementing Components, components, but not but the whole thing. We're not doing it necessarily in a systemized way, right? Which I think Al's got it is so important to, to in a sense, just get these segments down, yeah, and don't violate it. Like for me, while I think I've cut way back on email, and I think I, I only address it at certain times. The reality is. I end up going to email throughout the day. Yeah, I do Or too. in your case, <laughs> in the night too. Uh, in the night so, too? No, 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 I don't. But th- this is why we put this challenge out here. And if you want to go back to the beginning, just listen to the previous episode. Yeah, episode, episode 67. 67. Yes. Because we talk about these stuck points. We give you a couple of the suggestions. Actually, Al mentioned these. Yes, One is did. like you pick a start time and you pick a stop time. And Wendy and I have just begun doing that. And it is Really tough, but it's possible. It is possible. We're committed. We're going to keep you guys up to date. Yeah, we will. On how we will. we're doing, and we want to know how you're doing in this. Yes. Show. So comment on YouTube or uh, wherever you find this. You know, on social media, just comment. Let's let's dialogue about it because um, I know Al will probably tap into between his you know in his window of time that he taps into social media. <laughs> but I, I think it'll be fun just to have this conversation because it's one that maybe you haven't even taken a look at. Maybe you're like, no, I, I'm good. But then if you really look at yourself, you're like, no, wait, I, I, I am tired and wired. Yeah. And I could be better about disciplining the hours in which I work or putting my phone away or you know not checking emails all throughout the day. And um, let's just, let's just up, up you know, up the level and in, in how we're operating. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, do, I do, mean, challenge do yourself to do this challenge. Okay. Ch- challenge yourself to do the challenge. I'm That's serious. Good. I mean, really, because <laughs> this is so key. Just do it. All right. Just, just start implementing. And by and the way, start reporting your results. on this challenge, mm-hmm. we don't have like a PDF for you to print out. We don't have like a little ebook kind of thing yet. But what I wanted to say is just 
printout or if you have a calendar, a 30-day you know, calendar that you yeah. can say, okay, week one, I am going to focus just on this week. Yeah. Just Let's just take one week and do work-life balance. How is it looking for the week? And lay it out. Have that vision. You know, Check your vitals every day. How's it looking for you? What's that vision look like? Or, you know, have that me in on we uh, fourth quarter kind of, uh, you know, four quarter kind of components where, okay, I'm spending this time on me and there's God and, and then in the business, on the business, and then we as family. Yeah. How's that looking for you? So I'm going to get, I, I literally am, I'm going to print out a 30-day calendar. Yeah. And on week one, I'm going to put in there, you know, work on demand, work-life balance. And then I'm just going to score myself between one to 10 on yeah. how well I did. Because I, I got to have some sort of measurement. But maybe, I, well, maybe, maybe I should score you. Oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> because if you're that's scoring yourself, I don't idea. know. No, no, that's. <laughs> Actually, it's not a bad idea at all. Uh, but would, maybe you want to do something similar. But if if you don't record this, you're not going to know whether or not you're making any progress. And we really, yeah. truly, truly want you to make some progress in this area because so many other things are are hinging on whether or not you're going to be successful at balancing out your work life. Yes, and you deserve it. You really, really do. Yeah. And uh, your health matters. Your family matters. And God wants you to operate at your maximum level. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of uh, Your Biggest Breakthrough. And um, yeah, we will put all the information in the show notes. So check that out there as well and share with others. All right. God bless. So glad you could join us today. And you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome. Yeah, and also please share this with your friends and loved ones. If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy. Go to wendypat.com. Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.